0: I'm still singing "Dream Girls."
1: You can't dream. Well, "Dream Girls" is fabulous. You can sing it all you want, but dream we've moved girls. on this week to different "Dream Girls" on stage. You know, that's what they like to call themselves. Tee-hee, Tee-hee. Tee-hee. I'd like
0: to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily whine and talk about musicals. Welcome.
1: Blaine is a double
0: one time They're not the Butterfinger girls, but they are the...
1: Kit Kat Club girls. We've moved into cabaret today. Cabaret. And who's the diva we love from cabaret? Liza with a Z. Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S, because Lisa with an S goes, not Z. Oh my God. That's a song that she sings. I know,
0: yeah, I know. It's just like, just that was so manic. It's supposed to
1: be. i had
0: too much coffee my heart's moving too fast for this now
1: i would love to learn this song i know probably wesley you've already
0: performed this song probably i'm gonna steal it from you. have you you sung 14g i just in my life yes Yes. not at broadsway so that was one of the songs i sang as soon as that high d popped into my voice like as, as soon as like my voice teacher in college was like oh You got a high E flat now. Time to sing. Time to sing this song. Yikes. (laughs) Which was was great because now that's what that contributes to my four octave range Mm. that I have sitting in this vocal cord.
1: (laughs) It's definitely good for showing off things. But when you only get 16 bars, it's like, where do I pick? Okay, the end had my fill. Yeah, 16 bars. (laughs) We're covering cabaret. Cab, cab, cab. cab I feel cab, like cab. we
0: need to have some cabernet for our cabaret.
1: I don't have any cabernet with me.
0: I do, but we have mimosa, we have mimosa. in forever.
1: Well let's talk about it. Hey Emily. Hey Chelsea. What you drinking? Oh my gosh,
0: I'm going first. I'm having mimosa. Yeah.
1: Mimosa. Mimosa. It's what I just
0: I it's the rest of the La Marca bottle. Yum. I know, it doesn't it really doesn't have that much champagne in it. We got exactly four glasses.
1: That's huge. that's pretty typical for a LaMarca <laughs> bottle. For any champagne bottle, especially, honestly. Since I, but I was
0: only pouring half glasses, so how did I only get four half glasses? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's very frustrating. And yeah. I have my my pumpkin sauce cold brew in front of me.
1: Pumpkin sauce, still Love. working on it. Love it. Hey, Charles. Hey, Emily. What you drinking? Mimosa. Mimosa with more champagne than orange juice in it. Yes, that is. Yes, I Thank did you. get more champagne in this one. And I still have a little bit of my my cafe leftover from this my cafe leftover my apple crisp (laughs) cafe from last week from from last recording yes
0: last like an hour ago yes (sighs) Oh, we're enjoying these short episodes this month
1: (laughs) we're just like rolling we're rolling through You see me rolling and drinking alcohol and that is probably not responsible hey Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What are you whining about today? Fuck, what am I whining about today? What did I whine about last
0: time? Oh, it was Olive being a good dog. And then a bad dog. And then a bad dog. Yeah, no, there's definitely mm-hmm. resolve mm-hmm. over there. I'm starting to get a little headache. It's
1: the champagne. It's the
0: champagne. I think it's because my body knows it really wants Trinity, but Trinity isn't open for delivery yet.
1: That makes me so sad. I know. Because... I love Trinity. I am a fan. Every time I come over here now, it's like Pop loves dog. I need to have Trinity, you have to have Trinity. in order to record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just walk in your front door and sit down to record, and my mouth starts watering. Yeah, right? Yeah. But
0: we're both not hungry.
1: We're not, and we don't also want to leave your apartment. And since they're not they're doing because del- they are
0: open for lunch, so they're just not delivering for lunch. And so we're both like, mm, do better, Trinity. I don't know what to do. Well, they are newish. I'm worried that they, they might not be getting enough business.
1: They're so good. They're There's always so people there. so good. There's okay, good. always people there when I go to pick up. Yeah. And like before they're open for seating, they Maybe. always have like 20 orders ready to go. That's
0: true. Yeah. No, I usually order it so it's ready directly when they do open.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm whining about. It's a little bit of a
0: headache, a little bit of wanting Trinity and debating if I will bring Olive to the dog park. Yeah, My mother is calling me. That's what I'm whining about. I do have to answer this one second. Well, pause. Okay, now I have a new wine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Selling houses is hard, and that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Hey, Chels. Hey, Emily. What are you warning about?
1: Well, I I got a sparkling wine. What's your sparkling wine? My sparkling wine is that after years and years of wanting to work with the Paul Hope Cabaret. I'm finally working with the Paul the Hope cabarets. The years Cabaret. and years. We've,
0: only, we've been in existence for two years.
1: No, he used to do cabarets. Well, the BCCF, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to do Paul Hope Cabarets all the time, like yes. years ago. And I always asked, like, like, Brian, I was like, how do you get in with him? And he's like, he just has to know you. I'm like, well, how do I get to know him? Can you introduce me? And then, like, I just would never get introduced to him. And so, finally, I have an in because <laughs> Emily organizes the Paul Hope Cabarets. (laughs) So now I I get to go sing with the Paul Hope Cabaret. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited. It's fun. Yeah, Chelsea gets to come over to my house multiple times.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and rehearse. It's fun. I love, I get to work with Patty Robatza. Yeah, she's, I love and adore.
0: She's, this is our first cabaret with her that I've worked with her. And it just so happens that it, it's like everything is kind of hitting us at a, it's the, for me and with COVID and coming back, I'm like. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, no, I I feel it, too. Everything starts this week, essentially. Mm -hmm. Into the Woods rehearsal starts August 28th. And we also have our our potential hurricane heading towards us right now. Yeah, that's just a lot. I'm just like, I'm all sorts of anxious anyway, so let's add tropical depression and hurricane to it. And then um, Paul Hope cabarets perform the last three weeks of september mm-hmm. on monday night at seven o'clock if you want to come see it 7 30 but yes seven thirty. <laughs> so that's what i'll be doing but i have to also i have to go learn this music now
0: yeah i mean it's it's cole porter we're doing two darn hot
1: it's cole porter but there's a lot of cole porter songs that apparently i don't know well that and that is true so cole porter has a lot of
0: um Songs that people don't realize. It's kind of like Julie Stein. There's Musicals
1: just, I've never
0: even yeah. heard of. But, I mean, the whole second act is Kiss Me, Kate. It's so ki- yeah. if you know Kiss Me, Kate, you yeah. have the second act done. Uh-huh. It's the first act that's like, what is a song? Yep. The first show I ever did with Paul, working with him, was Cole Porter as well. Uh-huh. It was the February 2019, I think. Um, and I sang Laziest Gal in Town cute. I'm the
1: laziest girl. I just heard that one on Instagram. Well, you know who's not lazy lazy is uh, the girls of the Kit Kat Club. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) Also us, maybe.
0: Also us. I'm not
1: lazy, I'm just a procrastinator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Procrast yes. I I can relate to procrastination. I am I am a procrastinator
1: mm-hmm. as Same opposed sees. to an
0: amateur astinator. <laughs> but I, Chelsea's just an astinator. I'm just
1: an astinator. <laughs> <laughs> Want to give me some of that background? I can. Yes,
0: I would love to.
1: Caberure, Cabernet. Um, Let's hear about Cabernet. Cabernet. So
0: just like in the last show, I'm going to bring you back to the 1960s. Hey. Only this time, it's real life. Hey, and um, welcome to the 60s. No, no, oh, that's oh, a oh, wrong oh, show. Oh, oh, okay. Nineteen sixty. This cabaret is a nineteen sixty six musical with music by John Kander, l- lyrics by Fred Ebb, and book by Joe Masteroff. We actually know John Kander and Fred. I put Fed. 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 Ebb. Fred Ebb. They're Kander and Ebb, and they are the lyrics and music team duo. Um, They're behind the score of Chicago.
1: Oh, they're 25 Mm -hmm. years on
0: Broadway. Yes. And Joe Masteroff, we know actually uh, him from writing the book of She Loves Me. Oh. She loves me. That's cool. And the musical is based on John Van Druten's 1951 play, I Am a Camera, which is adapted from the semi-autographical Novel "Goodbye to Berlin," written in 1939 by Anglo-American writer Christopher. I sure would. I sh- I sure would. Yeah, I guess that's right. Sure, Isherwood. sure would. And the original Broadway production opened November 20th, 1966, and became a box office hit that ran for 1,165 performances. Damn. Wow. 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 And the award-winning musical inspired numerous subsequent productions in London, New York, as well as a popular 1972 film of the same name. Mm -hmm. This is one of those shows that I can probably go on for an entire episode of Background, but we're not here for that today. Are we? Uh
1: I want some tea from it, though. If so there, there is, is a little a. bit of tea. Are you ready for this? Oh yeah. So in early
0: 1963, producer David Black commissioned English composer and lyricist Sandy Wilson,
1: Ooh, English tea, to
0: undertake uh, the musical adaptation of Andrew's 1951 play, so I Am Camera, I which am is camera. based on that Goodbye oh. to b- Berlin. So the show, the show. He so the original composer and lyricist was in fact Sandy Wilson. Okay. Um, and at that time, Black also envisioned the star vehicle of the show to be singer Julie Andrews. <laughs> that diva, right? No, yep. no. Well, that's what... That's I don't wh- want to see Julie Andrews in Fish Nuts. Yes. Well, that's what Julie Andrews' manager said, too. <gasps> and so a Julie Andrews' manager refused to allow her to accept the role as Sally Bowles because of the character's immorality.
1: But then she did, like, Victor Victoria later... Which is not as like it's not. It's not as
0: risque, risque, right? She's not getting pregnant and spoiler alert. Oh my! Yeah, so Julie Andrews was meant to play that role, Um, but also that was with the Sandy Wilson uh, music. But for what it's worth, what we'll get to, I can see Julie Andrews in the role that the role had started out as. Okay. So there was like there was kind of reasoning for it just what the role evolved into no longer is julie andrews wait
1: now i'm imagining that what good is sitting alone in your room come hear the music but that's but that's play.
0: that's candor right
1: uh-huh it oh, was the, sandy, wilson. sandy, wilson, sandy wilson was different
0: <laughs> so by the time wilson completed uh his work Sandy Wilson being a man, which I just now realized. Um, (laughs) Black's option on both the 1951 Van Druten's play and its source material by Isher Wood had lapsed and been acquired by rival producer Harold Prince. (gasps) So Black was no longer the producer and Harold Prince took over. Ain't nobody want to mess with Harold (laughs) Prince. (laughs) So Prince ended up hiring playwright Joe Masteroff to work on the adaptation and they, Prince and Masteroff, believe that Wilson's score failed to capture the carefree Hendonism of the Jazz Age. Come on, jazz in age. In the late 1920s, Berlin. So they were like, sorry, Sandy, bye bye. So they consequently hired songwriting team John Kander and Fred Ebb, and they were invited to join the project. Oh my so gosh. they just like scrapped Sandy Wilson. Everyone just like it was like a complete overhaul of so his know, work.
1: This was the only Hal Prince production. In the divas month that we're talking about. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. He passed over next week or the the end of the month. The the one that we're talking about at the end of the month, how Prince actually passed over it. That doesn't shock me. Bad decisions were
0: made. But I mean it was a bad decision, but he made a lot of good decisions, so He did. He gave someone else a chance. Just like Julia right. Andrews' manager sure. not Julia Andrews, but her manager gave, gave somebody, gave else, somebody a else a chance by not taking over <laughs> the role of Sally Bowles. So now Candor and Eb are working on this as well as Masteroff and Prince as opposed to Black and Sandy Wilson. So by fall 1966, the musical was complete and entered rehearsals. And actually, after viewing one of the last rehearsals before the company headed to Boston for a pre-Broadway run, Prince's friend, <gasps> none other than Jerome Robbins. We love a Jerome. He suggested cutting the songs outside the cabaret. We don't love the Jerome. But Prince was like, Nah.
1: How <laughs> Prince and Jerome Robbins—they love to, they love to, to get like, into like, it. they like, "Oh, is that what you think? You just that then you I'm th- not going to do is it." that your opinion? How interesting. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I love their little tips. It's so. F- <laughs> Every show they're on together, yeah, they're like Prince's friend. Bullshit. Yeah, that was a frenemy. Well, for what's <laughs> worth, you give me an idea
0: and be like, "That's a good idea, Chelsea." Keep trying. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs>
1: God damn
0: it. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've never done that to you. I just steal your ideas and make them and meld oh, them. Oh no, that's other people. Oh, well, no, I steal your ideas, bring you into them and then change them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There we go. There
0: we go. There we go. I evolve them. You
1: evolve. No, them. no. Chelsea
0: has, is has a plethora of ideas. So in Boston for the pre-Broadway run, the actress Jill, Hayworth Mm -hmm. struggled with her characterization as Sally Bowles, as if Julie Andrews could do better. And (laughs) critics actually thought Sally's blonde hair and white dress suggested a debutante at a senior prom instead of a cabaret singer. So, can't you kind of see Julie Andrews in that role now? Yeah. And so, Sally was changed to Burnett before the show opened on Broadway. Prince's staging was actually very unusual for its time. Um, The audience would come into the theater, and the curtain was already up. It would oh. reveal a stage containing only a large mirror reflecting the auditorium. That's fun. All right, and there was no overture,
1: so it just gets into it. Just goes exactly. So
0: instead of the overture, it was a drum roll and a cymbal crash that led into the opening number.
1: And that's how they end it too.
0: Yes. Ah, love it. So the juxtaposition of dialogue scenes with this is this is a Wikipedia quote because they said it so nicely. The juxtaposition of dialogue scenes with expository expository I can't walk expository yeah with expository songs and separate cabaret numbers providing social commentary was a novel concept that initially startled audiences mm-hmm. so many songs that were actually planned for the 1966 production were cut uh, Three of these songs were like good time Charlie it's all it all Ble- it'll all blow over. And roommates. And they were recorded by Candor and Ebb, um, and the sheet music was published in their collector's book, but they weren't actually in the show. Mm-hmm. There was actually several songs that came and go- went throughout. Um, we'll see that in our upcoming show as well. It just seems that... They're like, yes, this is what we need. Oh, no, but this singer is really good at this. No, but we don't want it for this singer.
1: Interesting. It is very
0: interesting because um, a lot of people I feel like who play Sally aren't actually very good singers, which kind of leads into her. her like
1: they're not like traditional singers. And you know, they're not Julie Andrews. Sally does not have to be a good singer either. You want her to be. You want her to carry tune. And, you want her to carry a tune. You want her to be able to belt. But the Kit Kat Club dancers are not supposed to be beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And they're not supposed to be even all that talented, but because of, of the grunginess of the club, you know, they, they're not all that gorgeous or beautiful. They're not supposed to be, but they're always portrayed that way. So I guess in a perfect production of cabaret, Sally Bowles is a big belter and she can act and all those things, but you don't always get that. Yeah. And in reality, she wouldn't have been like a, a, maybe even that good of a singer. Exactly. In the Kit Kat Club. The Kit Club. Which is a real place.
0: I don't talk about that, but I did know that.
1: Yeah. So in 1972,
0: the film added several songs, notably Mine Hair and Maybe This Time.
1: The two best songs (laughs) in the whole show. (laughs) Uh,
0: Which were included in later productions. So they were like, oh, these are really good. We'll just add those. And Mm -hmm. the latter song had been written by Kander and Ebb for the unproduced musical Golden Gate.
1: I love that that happens too. That happens in the next show that we talk about. Yeah. Like they're, well, and I happen. I mean, it's even happened more present day shows. Yeah. That are shaven satyr, like, yeah. wrote
0: for Spring Awakening, held on to it for 10 years and, and put, put it in, in, in a new yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that, that they do that. They're like, yeah, this could fit anywhere else. We'll just change a little bit of the opening dialogue and stick it in Exactly. Here. Yeah. And so the 1987 and
0: 1998 Broadway arrivals um, also added new songs such as I Don't Care Much the 1987 revival a new song was written for cliff entitled don't go but then the 1988 revival because we have 98, to have 98 sorry in the 1998 revival because there has to be a revival every nine years apparently um, or 10 years or 11 years or how many years that is Mine hair was actually replaced by the telephone song why and maybe this time replaced by why should i wake up Ugh. so
1: they're they like it eh. We're gonna just take those out. I don't know what I'm covering today
0: then. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. So the musical opened on Broadway, November 20th, 1966, at the Broadhurst Theater and transferred to the Imperial Theater and then Broadway Theater before closing on September 6th, 1969, after 1,165 performances and 21 previews. It was directed by Harold Prince and choreographed by Ron Field. Oh. Which is very strange, because it's a Fosse musical, correct?
1: Uh, or so we thought.
0: I thought, but maybe mm-hmm. not. But I
1: think Fosse was brought in for the film. So he's also, he was a dancer on Gen- Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, Kismet, and The Boyfriend. And then he concentrated on choreography. But he's not done anything notable mm-hmm. other than Cabaret. Like, Nowhere But Up and Cafe Crown is stuff that I see that he was successful in. But I-
0: in the meantime, the cast featured Jill Hayworth as Sally... Bert Convy as Cliff, uh, Lot Lena as Fräulein Schneider, Jack Guilford as Herr Schultz, Herr Schultz, Joel Grey as MC. We know Joel Grey from Wicked, in other places other mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Edward Winter as Ernst and Peg Murray as Furline Cost. And the original Broadway production was not an instant success, according to playwright Joe Masteroff, due to its perceived immoral content.
1: Um, side note, Fosse did choreograph Cabaret Film yes. in 1972. I was like, I, knew,
0: I saw it from uh, Fosse-Burdon, that they, they did cover it on that show. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, I know he was a part of it, I just didn't realize he wasn't a part of it from the start. But he was brought in for the film. And so I think now when people do the show, they look at the film choreography versus the Ron Field choreography.
1: Oh, Liza this was Liza Minnelli's, like, big break. And we know Liza Minnelli is Judy Garland's daughter. Yes. And so she's just in the shadow of her mother. I don't think her mother had died at this point. I don't think. So this was her first breakout. Oh, no, wait. No, never mind. Judy Garland died in 1969. Wow. Anyway... Um, but this was like Liza Minnelli's first big breakout. Yes. Was this movie. Yes. As Salibos. As
0: Salibos. And Jill Grey was, was still MC in the film as yes. well. So, um, as I said before, Masteroff said it wasn't successful. The Broadway, wasn't, uh, the Broadway production was not successful immediately because of its immoral content. When the show opened in Boston, Masteroff recalled, there were a lot of walkouts. Once the reviews came out, the public came back. So it took the reviewers to be like, no, it's really good. <laughs> that's interesting. I wonder if there was a payola involved. Maybe. <laughs> At the time, actor Jill Gray was merely fifth build in the show. Nevertheless, audiences were hypnotized by Gray's sinister performance as the MC. And in contrast, Jill Hayward's performance as Sally was less well-received. It was criticized for its blandness. Sally is a very bland character. If And that's why it's one of those things where like, it's almost more interesting if you aren't a good singer. Yeah. Like, it, 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 draws, it draws you in a little bit more. Yeah. And so there were many subsequent productions. I, I'm not going to go into every single revival because there's a million of them. However, I do want to talk about the 2021 London Revival. Go for (gasps) it. I'm ready. So in May 2021, it was announced that Eddie Redmayne and Jesse Buckley will star as MC and Sally Bowles in the new production. That was like three months ago. Yes, but it's directed by (gasps) Rebecca Frecknell, designed by Tom Scutt and choreographed by... Julia Chang. Ooh. So, how who is Eddie Redmayne? I don't know. Oh my gosh, wait, you don't know who Eddie Redmayne is? No, just tell me. Uh, have you seen you've seen James the movie?
1: Yes. Yes, he
0: is Marius. Oh,
1: but he's, he's gorgeous. also but also in Fantastic Beasts. Uh, okay. He's in the Har- he's in yeah. Harry Potter world. <laughs> okay. I see it. I I recognize him. Oh. <laughs> wow. He's so cute. He's so cute. I have like I he's, one of my
0: friends makes fun of me cuz I'm like He's, I have, I'm attracted to Eddie Redmayne, but not in the way that I'm like, oh, you're so attractive. but I do crave watching his performances.
1: He's only five years older than me. Is he really?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I thought he was so much older than, I thought. He's 39. You, just, you must just be really old.
1: He's 39. I said he's <laughs> older than me. <laughs> uh. Okay. So
0: the production will open at a new Kit Kat club with an in, uh, intimate, intimate, audience capacity of 550 in london in november 2021 so can we go to months, london in november i know so i was like actually instead of using our patron money let's to go, to go to london
1: that's so, like the one place james wants to go in the world really because that's yeah. where i'm
0: trying to move
1: i if you did we would come and stay with you all the time perfect yes Love that. So further
0: casting and details have not yet been announced, but will be announced.
1: Cool. So there are six
0: going on seven revivals across London and Broadway. Damn. But notable replacements across these Broadway revivals from 1998 to 2004, we had the MC... Um, being Neil Patrick Harris and Adam I, Pascal. No,
1: no, I see Neil Patrick Harris. I don't see Adam Pascal right, for the MC. Right. And no,
0: Raúl Esparza. I don't recognize that name. I don't either. I'm gonna look. Sally at that. Um, was Susan Egan and huh? Brooke Shields. I do see <laughs> Susan Egan, but Susan Egan also in my head is a is kind of a Julie Andrews suite, even though she plays these, like, sassy characters.
1: Oh, wait, Raul Esparza played Riff Raff in the 2000 Broadway revival of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Or Rocky Horror Show. I knew it was kind of familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then
0: Farline Schneider was Carol Shelley. Um,
1: She is in
0: Wicked. Okay. And then Farline Cost, who's, like, the bitch character, was Victoria Clark at one point. But one of the biggest names that approached uh, the 2014 revival... Included Emma Stone as <gasps> Sally Bowles.
1: Oh, I would love. I would love. So I'm just gonna go. over. I've already gone over the cast. Wait, of, she did that in a smaller upstairs of like above the uh, 54 below.
0: Maybe, that, probably.
1: That was like a smaller. It was a small really, really small, I remember that.
0: Yeah, because I like I remember her because because Alan Cumming was. I'm gonna mm-hmm. talk about it. So I already told. I already said the Broadway original cast earlier, yeah. so yeah, here's yeah, yeah. the 2014 Broadway revival. It's the one that I think to put Cabaret on the map for our generation. The MC was played by Alan Cumming. Love him. Sally Bowles started as Michelle Williams. Yes. And then later was Emma Stone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cliff Clifford Bla- Bradshaw, so Cliff, was played by Bill Heck. Ferland Schneider was Linda Edmund, or Eamond. Hare Schultz was Danny Bernstein. Ernst Lug- Ludwig Aaron Crone, and then Fraulein is Gail Rankin. Gail. Gail. Which brings us into the awards, and again, I'm only going to cover the original Broadway production, and then the 2014 Broadway revival. So, we go to the 1967 Tony Awards, where it's splattered with green. It won... Best Musical won Best Original Score by Kander and Ebb. It won Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Musical, Jewel Grey. It won Best Performance by a Featured Actress in a Musical, Peg Murray. Best Direction of a Musical, Harold Prince. Best Choreography, Ron Field. Best Scenic Design, Boris and Best Custom Design, Patricia Zippropt. And then it was nominated for Best Performance by a Leading Actor in a Musical, Jack Guilford, Best Performance by a Leading Actress in a Musical uh, Lot Lena, and then it was also nominated for Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Musical, Edward Winter. It won Best Musical for the New York Drama Critics Circle, and it also won the Outer Critics Circle Award for Best Musical. Damn. But then I was watch, I was kind of looking through the different revivals, and that green on Wikipedia started to turn red, and then the list was getting <coughs> shorter. That's what I noticed with all revivals. So we get to our 2014 Broadway revival, where at the Tony Awards, the 2014 t- Tony Awards, it was only nominated for two awards, which were Best Featured Actor in a Musical, Danny Bernstein, and Best Featured Actress in a Musical, <gasps> Linda Eamon. Not yeah. even Anna Allen Cumming. I mean... Wow. It was nominated for Drama Desk, Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical, Danny Bernstein, Outer Critics Circle for Outstanding Revival, Outstanding Actress in a Musical, Michelle Williams, and Outstanding... Featured Actor, Danny Bernstein. And then the Fred and Adele Astaire Awards for Best Choreographer in a Broadway Show, Rob Marshall. An Outstanding Female Dancer in a Broadway Show, Gail Rankin. But nobody won any of those in 2014. Nothing nothing was won in
1: 2014. Wow. That is going to be a common theme.
0: Yes. Honestly,
1: with all the revivals that we talk about with these divas. Because if you don't have the diva leading it... I don't know, if you don't have the diva people want to see, I guess maybe you're not going to Well, I really thought Alan me. coming
0: for 2014 he would is be a, he diva. Is the diva. He the diva. He would is, be. He's such, like, like, I almost, like, Liza Minnelli, yes, this is the di- This is the show that made her. This is, mm-hmm. she is the diva of the show. But a freaking Alan then Cumming. Then fucking 2014 Broadway revival, like, I never even heard of the show until I knew, like, I was like, yeah, this well, a t- Liza Minnelli.
1: This was a tiny one. This was a tiny show. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was, like, literally in the room above 54 below. So it's possible that they didn't
0: get enough people from the Tonys yeah, to, to come get- up and and see, see what it. was happening. Yeah.
1: I remember this being like such a small, little, intimate space when I heard about it, and I was like, "That sounds cool. I want to see Emma Stone up close and personal in my face,
0: shaking <laughs> in, it in in underwear,
1: in underwear." I just
0: watched Easy A. That's true.
1: God, that's a good movie. Anyway, but yeah. So we're here
0: to talk about Liza as the diva, but also Liza with the in my heart. It's also Alan Cumming.
1: It is Alan Cumming. Yes, we do love... We love an Alan Cumming. Uh,
0: we love an Alan Cumming? Chelsea is moving her eyebrows.
1: In. Yes, I am. Act One. At the twilight of the jazz age in Berlin, the... Incipient Nazi party is growing stronger. No. So this is right before World War Two. Fucking Nazis. Fucking Nazis. The Kit Kat Club. Um, and somebody on YouTube channel pointed out that it's KKK. The Kit Kat Club. Oh, it is. Is a seedy Gross. cabaret, a place of. Decadent celebration, the club master of ceremonies or the MC, spelled
0: out E
1: M C E E, together with the cabaret girls and waiters, warm up the audience in the song, Willkommen. <laughs> And so, with this song, and actually, honestly, with this MC character, he doesn't have a name other than MC. MC. And you s- maybe I didn't question it when I actually saw it. When I saw this show, I saw it because Greg and James built the set at Stageworks. Oh, yeah. It was gorgeous, it was beautiful. What? I saw this show because Paul Hope directed it. Sorry, I just remembered that. You saw I, was, it? Yeah, I did it see it. I did see it. But so <laughs> I'd be interested to see how they played your MC. Where did you see it?
0: I saw it at Obsidian. Nathan Wilson was MC. Ah, yes, yeah. That, that okay. gingery redhead. Gorgeous. So gorgeous. Was,
1: I wish I had seen that production. I mm-hmm. didn't get to see it, but we had so many friends who were in it. Mm-hmm. So um, in this production that I saw at Stageworks a couple years ago, I think it was... Right before the pandemic, it was it was yeah. the show right before She Loves Me, which is the one that got shut down. So um, I had never seen Cabaret. I'd watched bits and pieces from the film. I had heard Wesley and Amanda sing all of it at Broadway. <laughs> I'd heard, heard the entire show, the entire show, but <laughs> I'd never seen it. So when I saw it, I was like, okay. And the twist at the end made me just go, oh Ugh. my god, oh my. F- fucking God. So the MC is just this guy that kind of floats around. He comes in and out and I'm not sure how much they had Nathan observing. It in was your quite show? a bit,
0: but I just remember yeah. what the first time I saw this, actually, I just like, I think I like suppressed the memory. Uh-huh. Don't give it away. I got to tell you where I saw it. Where? I saw it at an educational, like children's <gasps> theater. no, <laughs> Because, no. I know. So, uh, one, of my, students, one of my little students, one of my little students, he was, how old was was Adam? Um, I think he was 15 or 16 at the time. And I'm friends with his mom. Like, I know his family. And his sister was in it. And... Yeah, so Adam was MC and his sister, I think, was Texas. And so, watching these small children do one of the songs, I was just like, I was so. Welcome
1: and no, 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 Welcome. it's uh,
0: the, uh, uh. the two women and a man. Yeah, I was drunk. <laughs> with my friend, and and Adam's mom are like absolutely not. Which I mean, you gotta hand it to them because they talked about why they chose to do that show. Uh, you gotta hand it to them for doing it and choosing to do it, and it was it was a pretty good show. It's just like you had to get. Past the fact that they were but all in were high children? school.
1: Again. No, thank you. I cannot get past that fact. But the version that I started to watch online, what just to refresh my memory, was a college production. And I'm like, they are way too young, to, too be young. <laughs> way too the, the to be doing <laughs> this. They are way too pretty to be doing this. 13-year-olds. Yeah, no thank you. I don't ever want to see the show with 13-year-olds. I just can't because there's so much sexuality. So in Velkommen, uh, this show is best done when it's an intimate space because you can make the entirety of the theater... The Kit Kat Club Mm -hmm. and everything that takes place takes place above the Kit Kat Club. Or down the street from it, or in the Kit Kat Club. And we always see the MC appearing in and out of all the scenes, whether it's at the Kit Kat Club where he's hosting or not. We see him appearing and we're like, how the fuck does he get in this scene? But he's kind of like our little narrator and our MC of the entire show, not just of the Kit Kat Club. He's like Jiminy Cricket. He's like little Jiminy Cricket. He pops in and, and shakes Gives his junk a little bit. Gives people really and,
0: good advice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, we meet all of the characters, including Sally Bowes, the the star, the Mayfair. Headliner person, Mayfair, yes. Yes. So, we see Sally Bowes, and we see all the girls of the club, so, like, Texas, and uh, he names off all the different girls. I don't have it written down. I know. I'm like, I got
0: Texas, and I got, like, Baby, I think is one of them.
1: It's like a little, I'm like, there's like a baby spice. It's like
0: baby spice and Texas spice. spice.
1: But the, the girls, he's like, and that's, that's what's her face. there's Olga. Olga. And (laughs) that's what's her face. She doesn't, or she like, do you like Olga? Oh, too bad. So does this girl. So then she like goes and they, they make out on stage. Anyway, it's just like a funny little introduction of all the girls. They're not meant to be beautiful. Again, like what I was saying before, they are meant to be run down essentially 1920s strippers on yeah. stage and they're they're doing a burlesque show but it's also at the kit kat club he says there's a telephone at every table you can call the girls at, later they talk about this you can call the girls or the girls will call you and you can have a private conversation and then go in the back room and have a private conversation there's
0: no sex in the champagne room
1: but there's no sex in the champagne room, <laughs> there's, no there's, the champagne room. There's, no, there's no champagne in the sex room. <laughs> there's nothing dirty going on different show we'll have to cover that one too <clears throat> so, meanwhile, um, we, we get this opening. We see the Kit Kat Club in Wilkomin. And then, meanwhile, a young American writer named Clifford Bradshaw arrives via a railway train in Berlin. He has journeyed to Berlin to work on a new novel. He is a struggling writer, and he also teaches English lessons. Naturally. Naturally. And Cliff encounters Ernst Ludwig a Ooh. German smuggler who offers him black market work and recommends a boarding house. So we learn that he's a, a smuggler. We know he's German because of his accent. The yeah. guy who played <laughs> the guy who played Ludwig, oh, my God, in the show I saw, he immediately moved to New York after the show, and I was like, good. No. Good, because you're so good. Yeah. Get the fuck out of Houston. I don't even remember his name. He was just really good. I was like, you shouldn't be doing community theater. Go. Go, get, get out. Get out. Um, so... We know that he's a a smuggler because as the uh, train ticket checker guy is coming in, he's checking passports, and he's checking everybody's luggage to make sure nobody's doing anything illegal, and um, (laughs) this guy takes his other suitcase and hides it uh, near... Clifford's suitcase, and Clifford sees it happen, and he's like, "Okay, I'll just shut up about this." Ooh. So once the guy leaves after checking the other suitcase, he's he's like, "So what's in the suitcase? What's in the bag, man?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just a couple of things that are not allowed in the country, you know, Don't you know." Don't worry about it. I'm just just kind of taking a couple of things from my trip to Paris into Berlin. Don't worry about it. Ooh. Cliff tells Ludwig to send him to the cheapest place in town. So uh, Ludwig cheapest is like, "Cheapest place in town." town. Anyway, so Ludwig's like, let me let me help you. Welcome to Berlin. This is your first time. He's like, Yeah, I'm looking for a place to stay. I just am a, a young writer and I'm looking for he's so hopeful. It's like the guy I'm in Moulin Rouge. And bushy tail. Yeah, it's like the guy in Moulin Rouge. Uh, so he's like, I just looking for the cheapest place in town. I wanna suffer, I wanna write and write about my suffering anyway that's kind of Johnny what it Cash. feels like right <laughs> and it's like honestly he talks about how ch- how poor he is and how cheap of a place I'm he a needs victim. I'm a victim and then Lugvig's like well I'm gonna send you to this place he's like no really it has to be cheap he's like no really it is <laughs> <laughs> so he sends him to he recommends that he goes to the Kit Kat club yeah and he sends him to Fraulein Schneider, who's going to give him a good deal on a boarding house, uh, on a little room in a boarding house. So at the boarding house, the proprietress, Fraulein Schneider, offers Cliff a room for one hundred marks, but he insists he can only pay fifty. And she's she's fighting with him a little bit, and after a little bit of a debate, she relents and allows Cliff to live there for fifty marks. And she's like she's like her. Um, her argument is, but you teach English. You look like a professor. He's like, I'm not a professor. She's like, Yeah, but you look like one. But you so you must so have you money. So you must have money. You totally are going to have money. If you don't, <laughs> you will have money. And so he's like, no, but really, I'm poor. So after this little debate, she relents and allows him to live there for 50 marks. And Fraulein Schneider observes that she has learned to take whatever life offers in the song, so what? <laughs>
0: And I had a maid doing all of the housework, not me,
1: so what?
0: Now I scrub up the floors, and I wash down the walls, and I empty the chamber pot. If it ended that way, then it ended that way, and I shrug and I say, so what? For the sun will rise, and the moon will set, and you learn how to settle
1: for what you get. It will all go on if we're here or not, so who cares? So what? So who cares? So what? So what? That's actually um, one of my favorite jazz songs. Is so what? So no, not this. Not this. So what? There's a there's a cover. There's a better. <laughs> a, it's like Benny fun. Green or something. There's a so what, but he doesn't sing it. It's just instrumental. I love yeah. that piece. Okay, so when Cliff visits the Kit Clap. Kit, 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 clap, kit, clap, kit. clap when Cliff visits the Kit Kat <laughs> Club, say that like 10 like, times fast. Click, clack, 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 clack. <laughs> the MC introduces an English chanteuse, Salibos, Salibos. Salibos, who performs a flirtatious number, Don't Tell Mama. Hush up, don't tell mama, shush up, don't tell mama, don't tell mama, whatever you do.
0: I would never tell on you. Just like the name of the bar in New York, of this is, is the singing bartenders.
1: Oh, yeah. They're, They're hiring about, right now. Oh, that's where one of my friends... Joseph Reed? I wasn't going to say Joseph Reed, no. But Somebody, he works there. <laughs> this guy... Oh, my God, what's his name? He played my son in American... Or in the Trailer Park musical played my son and then moved (laughs) to new york he works at don't tell mama and he's now a drag queen
0: so i feel like all the houston people are straight up in in in, at don't tell mama um is it daniel
1: rosales no oh no but i love daniel rosales i know he oh my god before he moved to new york and became Castrada, yeah he performed with the show i used to be assistant artistic director for Oh
0: my god, he's so talented. I think I knew that. I like knew y'all were connected somehow.
1: Yeah, that's how I... I like, I met Daniel in the, the theater community, but I really got to know him when he came and did that for Mosaic Hub, and then I yeah. split with Mosaic Hub immediately after for reasons.
0: My only relationship with Daniel... I went to Reagan and Mason's birthday at their house, but... I also. Wait, Reagan. Reagan Richardson.
1: That's who played Sally Bowles yes. when I saw it. I remember.
0: And then, um, but with Danielle, when I met him, I go, your eyebrows are amazing. Right? And that Always. was our friendship.
1: <laughs> and then I saw her doing drag in New York, and I was like, that makes so much sense. Yes. And now she's friends with Laguna Blue. Fantastic. It was a part of De- uh, Stephanie's Child with Rose. Yes, and, and we're jam. all connected. And Jan <laughs> and, and Jan. So don't tell Mama. <laughs> don't tell Mama. We're back. We're back here. So that's our little connection here. Afterward, she asks Cliff. So Sally Bowles meets Cliff, and they're talking. And she's like, "I want you to recite me some poetry, since you're a writer." And he recites the poem "Casey at the Bat." Which is a real poem. Hmm. And I didn't it's a, I went and looked it up. It's a very, very long poem, but <laughs> I, I got the gist of it. So the poem tells the story of the final half inning of a baseball game. And in the poem, mighty Casey gets two pitches right down the middle of the plate, but he passes them up, waiting for an even better pitch to Uh-oh. hit. The crowd is in a frenzy because one more strike means that Casey is out and the game is over.
0: That's a that's a baseball knowledge if the ball is perfectly down the middle.
1: It's considered it's a, strike. a
0: strike if you don't if you don't try and hit it. It's mm-hmm. not an immediate ball if you don't swing. Yes. So,
1: so interesting that that's the poem he would s- talk about. He likes balls, he would you know? I think it's a little deeper than that. <laughs> We're a little bit more balls deep in this poem. <laughs>
0: um, oh, but I've if seen. you don't
1: take the chances that are given to you, it's a strike on you. Yep. Interesting. So Cliff offers to escort Sally home, but she says that her boyfriend. Oh my god, I have a boyfriend. With I just hands? asked you to recite poetry to me, but I totally have a boyfriend. <laughs> her boyfriend Max, who is the club owner, is too jealous for anybody to walk her home. So Sally performs her final number at the Kit Kat Club, aided by her female ensemble members of Jazz Babies in the song Mine Hair.
0: My by hair. Farewell fine affair but now it's over and though I used to care I need the open air you're better off without me my hair
1: I love my, this song. my 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 Farewell, my <sighs> that was lovely my hair is like my sir my my darling my my hair like hair schultz. or yes
0: my mister,
1: my mister, my mister. Farewell, <laughs> my mister. So the cabaret ensemble performs a song and dance, calling each other on intertable phones Ooh. and inviting each other for the dances and drinks in the song, the telephone song.
0: There's telephone, wire, telephone, telephone, songs. telephone
1: wire, telephone song. Telephone wire,
0: telephone song. Hmm fun home when i was editing that and uh, i found the awkward that you had mentioned i yeah. was like
1: ee. eee, it's so awkward <laughs> right <laughs> telephone wire oh my god just talk to him anyway but this is telephone song and so the mc mentions or no it's uh in the the train car earlier when clifford's talking to the german dude he's like they have telephones on the table Ooh. you can call them and then the mc says you can call with them you can talk with these girls so that's the telephone song the next day at the boarding house, Cliff has just finished giving an English lesson to Ernst when Sally arrives. Oh, my God, Sally, what are mm. you doing on his place? Max has fired her and thrown her out, and now she has no place to live. What oh. the fuck? Sally is, like, the headliner of the show, supposedly. Supposedly. I mean, Liza Minnelli is the headliner of the show. What, what you doing? What you doing, Max? So, fires her. And she has no place to live. <clears throat> throwing her out. And Sally asks Cliff if she can live in his room. How ballsy of her. Can I live here? She's like it's almost like she doesn't even really ask.
0: She just kind of shows up and says, Oh, I'm, I'm staying here.
1: Yeah, and he he resists, but she convinces him to take her in in the song Perfectly Marvelous. Just as still as a mouse while I'm
0: giving my normal wow. Yes, I've a highly agreeable life in my perfectly beautiful room with my. million
1: perfectly marvelous guy and really she doesn't ask she just goes she just she just it's like he goes no and she's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well here's my suitcase where yeah. can i put it where am i sleeping cool i'm going to sleep here yeah so the mc and two female companions sing a song in the very next number called two ladies Be-de-de-de-de i like it say like
0: it
1: It's a comment on Cliff and Sally's new living arrangement. And Herr Schultz, an elderly Jewish fruit shop owner who lives in the boarding house, gives a pineapple to Fräulein Schneider <gasps> as a romantic gesture. In the song, It Couldn't Please Me More A
0: pineapple for you, from you. I like how we just kind of glided past two ladies. We glided past two ladies. Can we, wait, I'm going back. Go back. Emily, (laughs) talk about it. Two Ladies is, is MC, it's kind of like a side note for what's happening, right? He's like, this is what it's like. <laughs> and so it's two ladies. It's literally these two girls and MC dancing around each other. He's singing about a threesome. Uh-huh. But when I saw Paul Hope's production of it, he actually had a uh, little baby Jaden Key. Uh, he's He was like, he's just a young, awesome, he's an amazing actor. But he, um, he dressed as a kind of, it was more androgynous. Mm-hmm. So it was a... Female identifying, and kind of androgynous, and then the MC. MC. Yes, but it was just like so. It's about threesome.
1: So it's like um, <sighs> Sally's not quite done with her ex-boyfriend, is what he's kind of bringing this to. Maybe like Sally's moving in with this guy, but maybe there's another guy. And I think it's more
0: like, of just like they wanted an excuse to sing about a threesome on stage.
1: Okay, <laughs> that, too. that could work too. I guess. I guess that could work too. Okay, so in the next sock, so we ne- now Herr Schultz, who lives we have there. The pineapple he He has given the pineapple to Fraulein Schneider, which, if you didn't know.
0: I want a pineapple from someone.
1: Right? The pineapple is the universal symbol of service, like mm-hmm. service industry. Yeah. I I know that because I go to BLT a lot and one of the bartenders is super tattooed. I'm like, I like your pineapple. He's like, that's the international symbol of service. Do <laughs> you like I'm my like, pineapple? Cool. Do you like I it wasn't,
0: spidey? I
1: wasn't flirting. I was just very I just funny. liked his pineapple. <laughs> I love tattoos and I'm looking to get another one. So I'm oh always interested in people's. I have two in mind right now. I have to get the one for my sister first. Are
0: you going to put my face on your shoulder?
1: No. Oh, fuck. No.
0: So but, I'm always watching your
1: back? Ugh, <laughs> I hate that. It <laughs> was so good. I hate that. <laughs> anyway, the next scene in the Kit Kat Club, a young waiter starts to sing a song, a patriotic anthem to the fatherland that slowly descends into a darker Nazi-inspired marching song, Yuck. becoming the strident, quote-unquote, tomorrow belongs to me. He initially sings a cappella, that means no orchestra, Hmm. before the customers and the band join in. So we Mm. kind of get the idea of what these people in Berlin are about. The Nazi Mm. party is slowly starting. National socialism. National, yes. That's what it is. Yes, national socialism, this nationalism. That's what
0: Nazi means. Yes. (laughs) People didn't know that it's national socialism.
1: So... We know what these people in Berlin are all about, and there may happen to be some Jewish people close by. So, this is going to cause a little conflict here. Months later, and like I said, this is right before World War II, months later, Cliff and Sally are still living together and have grown pretty intimate. Mm. That means. sad so cliff knows maybe maybe sex i don't know probably sex cliff knows that he is in a quote unquote dream but he enjoys living with sally too much to come to his senses in the song why should i wake up sally reveals that she is pregnant (gasps) ah wait this just happened in last week's show (laughs) (laughs) but she actually
0: says it before the end of the show, for what it's worth. She
1: does, yes. So Sally reveals to Cliff that she is pregnant, but she does not know who the father is and reluctantly decides to get an abortion.
0: Hmm. 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 Especially in Nazi Germany.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not quite Nazi Germany. It's like, but it's like right getting before, there. Getting yeah. there. So, Um. yeah, that's where she's at. And they have been having sex, so obviously, because she doesn't know who the father is. But they've been together a few months now. Yeah. So.
0: But this is also kind of like I don't know who the father is. So like, well then, wait, you've been
1: sleeping with other people. Yeah. Are we not? But you should have those. You should have those. Those conversations, people. <laughs> so they didn't apparently. So uh, Cliff reminds her that this could be his only child and convinces her to have the baby. In, and uh, Sally ends up singing the song. Maybe this time.
0: Because she's debating whether or not to have the baby.
1: Yeah, in the song, essentially, she's saying maybe this time he'll stay. Yeah. essentially maybe he won't run away from me this time This'll baby be the, nap you n- baby baby naps <laughs> so ernst enters and this is like maybe this time is like the song y'all it's like the song it's the it's song it's gonna happen you know that's regina's favorite song at the broadsway with Chenoweth
0: and glee sings it yeah. just amazing
1: she's yes so ernst enters and offers cliff a chance to earn easy money Picking up a suitcase in Paris and delivering it to his client, quote unquote, in Berlin. The MC comments on this with the song Sitting Pretty, or in later versions, it's called Money. Money makes the clinking, clanking sound of money, money, money,
0: money, 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 Get it, get it, money, 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 money,
1: money, 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 Money 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 money, 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 money makes the world go around. That's the, the around. famous,
0: like, choreography with Liza Minnelli yes. and Jill Gray.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the one that, like. Who was that? They focused on, if you watch Schitt's Creek, they they do cabaret in Schitt's Creek with, um, oh, my God, what's her name? The front desk assistant. And, wait, did you never watch Schitt's Creek still? It, yeah, this is not, like, a. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't ask me. Like earlier today, I thought that you, you have. were watching Shits Creek. No, you I'm watching Ghost wa- Adventures. Stop watching Ghost I got, Adventures. I got Discovery Plus. So and I watched Ghost watch Ghost Adventures. Go watch Schitt's Creek because the front desk assistant, who's very, very shy and quiet, gets cast as Sally Bowles, mm. and like uh, Moira pushes her and pushes her, and she does this fantastic job with it. And she and um, David's boyfriend. He ends up playing the MC, and they end up doing money. You sh- you see the whole thing, all the original choreography in the ah, show. yes. It's very cool, very cool. And she sings maybe this time and brings down the house and is, like,
0: yeah, beautiful. Fine. I'll go and find Ugh, a YouTube clip of watch it.
1: Watch it. Watch it. I swear to God, it's the best. So, anyway, meanwhile... Fraulein Schneider has caught one of her boarders, Mm-mm. the prostitute Fraulein Cost, Cost, mm. bringing sailors into her room, and Fraulein Schneider forbids her from doing so again. But Cost threatens to leave, which so, you know Schneider just gave her a hundred.
0: I like the seamen.
1: She just like. <laughs> <laughs> Schneider just like offered a room to this Clifford guy a couple months ago for 50 marks when it should mm-hmm. be a hundred. So she's obviously desperate for people to stay. So Cost reveals that she has seen Schneider with Herr Schultz <gasps> in her <gasps> room, uh, in her room, pineapple guy's been poking her in her room. So, Whoa. right. Herr Schultz saves Schneider's reputation by telling Cost that he and Fraulein Schneider are to be married in three weeks. And after mm. Fräulein Kost departs, Schneider thanks Herr Schultz for lying to Kost for her. Herr Schultz says that he was serious and proposes to Schneider in the song Married. Aww. Isn't that sweet? <laughs>
0: I one day, look around and say, somebody wonderful, somebody wonderful, me.
1: That's very sweet. Aww. At Fraulein Schneider and Herr Schultz's engagement party, Cliff arrives and delivers the suitcase of contraband to Ernst. Oh. Yes. So he's, he's delivering stuff to Ernst for extra monies, and so he delivers it. A tipsy Schultz sings uh, Mieskite. Mieskite, he explains. Mies-keet? I don't know. M E E S K-I-T-E. Michael
0: Kushner, we need we need a translation, please.
1: Miskite. So, and it says it right
0: here. Or like a pronunciation.
1: Miskite, he explains, is Yiddish for ugly or funny looking. Mm. <laughs> a song with a moral, anyone responsible for loneliness, large or small, is not a miskite at all. Aw. Hmm. Why is he speaking Yiddish? Why is he speaking Yiddish? Because... Schultz, Herr Schultz is Jewish. (gasps) In Nazi Berlin right now. No. Uh Uh-huh. So afterward, uh, okay, hold on a second. So everybody at the party sees that Schultz is, he's tipsy, he's singing Miskite, which is Yiddish, and they're all like, wait, you're Jewish? And everybody starts to back away Mm. at this party and walking away. So, seeking revenge for Fraulein Schneider, Kost tells Ernst, who is now who now sports a Nazi armband. Oh my god. There's a lot of names. That Schultz is yes. Jewish. Herr Schultz is Jewish. Herr Schultz. So, Kost is the prostitute. Ernst is the guy who is smuggling shit. Yes. Um and getting Clifford involved in smuggling shit. Yes. Schneider is the woman who is in love with Schultz. Schultz is, Herr Schultz is her tenant and is Jewish. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're engaged. And Ernst just joined the Nazi party. Yes, and Ernst just joined the Nazi party. So Ernst warns Fräulein Schneider that marrying a Jew is unwise, and Fräulein Kost and company reprise Tomorrow Belongs to Me with more overtly Nazi overtones. Good
0: morning
1: Cliff, Sally, Fräulein Schneider, Herr Schultz, and the MC. Watch
0: this show when you like. When I saw it, it was supposed to be like a fun, sexy show, nope. and then suddenly it was like Nazis. Nazis. I'm like, oh. oh no! Why Nazis? Uh, why and that's
1: Nazis? that's Act One. We end with a really awkward engagement party. Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time.
0: okay we're ordering we're figuring out lunch yeah we're, we're starting to, like we were not hungry <laughs> and now we're hungry or i'm hungry
1: i mean i've had two glasses of mimosa so i should probably eat soon eating food so maybe this time maybe this time i won't get drunk in the afternoon because <laughs> <laughs> what time do you have to leave i have to leave by three-ish
0: oh because it's almost one i just realized that yep okay
1: yep or we could just do all three episodes and then go get Trinity and then I go home.
0: Okay. I don't know. Two. We'll see.
1: Act two: the cabaret girls, along with the MC in drag, perform a kickline routine with a, uh, which eventually becomes a goose step. Oh no! Hello, welcome to Nazi Germany. <laughs> Springtime. <laughs> Springtime for Hitler. For Hitler. <laughs> Fräulein Schneider expresses her concerns about her impending nuptials to Herr Schultz, who assures her that everything will be all right in the song Married, reprise. Somebody
0: wonderful, right?
1: They are interrupted in this song by the crash of a brick being thrown (gasps) through the glass window of Herr Schultz's fruit shop. The bricks are a trap! Yeah. And Schultz tries to reassure her that it's merely rowdy children making trouble, but Fräulein Schneider is really afraid for him now. And for herself. Mm -hmm. And back at the Kit Kat Club, the MC performs a song and dance routine with a woman in a gorilla suit, singing that their love has been met with universal disapproval, much like... Schultz, and Schneider, in the song, If You Could See Her. Yet when we're walking together, they sneer if I'm holding her hand. But if they could see her through my eyes, maybe they'd all understand.
0: This song, hes it's a gorilla suit, and the whole song he's like, if you could see her like I do, Everyone in their head and the audience is thinking, oh, like, he loves the gorilla. He loves the gorilla. How strange. He loves this gorilla. And um, the audience, he's encouraging them to be more open-minded.
1: And so it's a def- funny farcical of a Yeah, because
0: it's like a little gorilla in, in a little tutu, and it's cute, and they're having their little dance number. And at the end, he goes, if you could see her through my eyes, she, she wouldn't, wouldn't look Jewish, Jewish at, at all. all
1: which is like and whoa. that's and like
0: literally like you think it's so like oh ha 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 she's a gorilla ha ha and then he says jewish and you're like oh fuck, oh, fuck. and and that is the end of the song. Yeah. It's it's difficult. That's why I'm like I know it's hard but I'm going to say it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I I heard your hesitation over there and I was like do I need to not read this next no, part? No, no. It's okay. it's a hard song. It's a difficult song. It is. So f- the MC again does more song and dance numbers that are related to what's happening in the show, right? And what's happening in society around them. Fraulein Schneider goes to Cliff and Sally's room and returns their engagement present in the next scene, explaining that her marriage has been called off. And when Cliff protests and states that she can't give up this way, she asks him what other choice she has in the song, What Would You Do? With a storm in the wind
0: What would you do Suppose you're one frightened voice being told what the choice must be.
1: Cliff then begs Sally to leave Germany with him so that they can raise their child together in America. Sally is not so excited about that and claims that their life in Berlin is amazing and wonderful. They do not They shouldn't have to go anywhere else. Cliff urges her to wake up and notice that the growing social upheaval around them is getting a little bit crazy. Craze. Cray cray. Cray cray. A little cray cray in the Nazi land. Sally um, pushes back that politics have nothing to do with them and she returns to the Kit Kat Club and sings I Don't Care Much. Uh.
0: Warning spear, I don't care very much
1: don't care much, go or stay. I
0: don't care very much. I do
1: win. Yikes. but Cliff is Cliff is kind of a dum dum, but he's right about this one. Yeah, he is. He's right. So at the club, after another heated argument with Sally, Cliff is approached by Ernst, Ernst, who has another delivery job for him. Mm. Cliff tries to brush him off, but when Ernst inquires if Cliff's attitude towards him is because of, quote unquote, that Jew at the party, Cliff attacks him only to be beaten by Ernst's Nazi bodyguards and expelled from the club. What the fuck? On stage, the MC introduces Sally, who is who enters to perform once again, singing that life is a cabaret, old chum. Come to the cabaret. Cementing her decision to live in carefree ignorance and freedom in the song Cabaret. Start
0: by a-
1: So when I – everybody knows this song, or you know a little of this song. you heard this song And at it some point, sounds yeah. so fun, right? Mm-hmm. And she talks about she had a girlfriend named Elsie who lived in Chelsea yeah, in London. Because <laughs> Sally
0: is British. It's British. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's English, yeah, so yeah, yeah, there's that. An,
1: so Sally has this friend who died, and, you know, she lived her life every day like she wanted to, but then died young. But when I saw her laid out like a queen, she was the – happiest corpse I've ever seen. She's like, do I, do I want to live my life the way that it needs to be? Shoulds? Or, or people do I want to be. live my, yeah, like what other people think my life need to be? Or do, do I need to live my life the way I want to live my life and be happy and just forget about cares, you know, for put down your knitting, your book and your broom. It's time for a holiday. So when I first heard this song, I was like, what a happy, fun song. And then I didn't know until Amanda performed it at the Broadway that it was a really sad song because I mm-hmm. hadn't seen Cabaret, and she comes out with makeup running down her face, mm-hmm. and that's what it's supposed to be in the show is this is a huge life-changing moment for Sally, and she recognizes that she doesn't want to change, that she wants to live in ignorance, get rid of the baby, and just l- live in this hedonistic lifestyle, which good for her. And it's also heartbreaking because she loves Cliff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she doesn't know that Cliff has been beaten up outside. So anyway, she's upset because of that. And she's crying and she's trying to figure out her life. So the next morning, a very bruised Cliff is packing his clothes in his room when Schultz visits. He informs Cliff that he's moving uh, to another boarding house and is confident that these difficult times will soon pass. He understands the German people. He declares because he is German too. When Sally returns, she announces that she has had an abortion, and Cliff slaps her. Mm -mm. Ouchies! Ouchies on both. Because like I just I just had an
0: abortion. This hurts. He's also I mean Cliff is an asshole. Yeah. For what it's worth, like he's like he he sounds so valiant. But he is an asshole yeah. in this story.
1: He's swooping in trying to rescue this girl. Yeah. She doesn't need rescuing. She doesn't, she doesn't yeah. want rescuing. So her
0: perception like of being like, oh, she's so sad. I'm like, no, this is what she wanted. And now you're like fucking it over because right. you're, you're putting your opinions out on her. Right, right. Like, he is more or less a villain no matter how much you feel like he's not. Right. But a villain in a in a way that he doesn't know he's a villain, which is like also... esque. Oh, it's just it's just <laughs> sad because it's like because Ernst is also a villain, but he is more so a villain than
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? He's an honest villain. He's like an asshole honest villain. Cliff is lying to himself. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's like Cliff thinks and he and he does have like good
1: character choices, right? Or mm-hmm. good characteristics. Good intentions. Just, good yeah. intentions. Good intentions, there but we go. Pave the road to hell, right? <sighs> Anyways. So anyway. He still hopes that she will join him in France after mm-hmm. slapping her in the face. But Sally sorry, baby. sorry Sally answers that she has always hated Paris. Mm-hmm. Fuck you! She hopes that when Cliff finally writes his novel, he will dedicate the work to her. Cliff leaves, heartbroken. So on the railway train to Paris, Cliff becomes, begins to compose his novel, reflecting on his experiences. Quote, There was a cabaret, and there was a master of ceremonies. This is sounding very much like, like a... Moulin rouge? moulin rouge it's sounding very there was a boy so this is very moulin rouge-ish. rouge-ish so he goes on to say and there was a city called berlin in a country called germany and it was the end of the world and i was dancing with sally Bowles, and we were both fast asleep in the song welcome reprise
0: it was the end of the world I was dancing with Sally Bowles and we were both fast asleep
1: in the Kit Kat Club the MC welcomes the audience and the backdrop raises to reveal a white space with the ensemble standing within so this is this is done in a lot of different ways and I'll tell you how I saw it but this is what they did in the Broadway show, I assume, the cabaret ensemble reprises will come in, but the song is now harsh and discordant as the MC sings "Alfvida Zane, Abiento," followed by a crescendo drum roll and a cymbal crash. So, in the version I saw, the very last part of the song, the MC loses his hat and his sexy clothes, mm-hmm. and he's in pinstripes, mm-hmm. but the ones that you would see in Auschwitz, like a Jewish mm-hmm. concentration mm-hmm. camp. And he's beaten down. In, in every scene in Act Two, the MC gets a little less enthusiastic and a little bit more tired looking. So he walks through a door. So in the show I saw there were three doors and he walks through the middle door, which is left open and there's only projected lighting or like there's lighting coming directly through that back door. So it's blinding the audience to see what's happening. And the MC is in shadow and on the drum roll cymbal crash, the door has a separate door that closes from above that looks like a guillotine. Mm. So it slaps down and the last thing you hear is the door hitting the floor. And so he has just died in a concentration camp. So it leads or what you what you think. What you think. Yeah. So it leads you to imagine is this whole thing being told in a concentration camp. Was this whole thing a memory? Was it a was it a Well, it's like a dream. It is, is a, it a dream. dream and that's yeah. like cuz that's what
0: Cliff kind of and tr- or introduces in his novel that it is, in fact, a dream. So right, he's asleep and we're dancing.
1: Right. Everybody's been asleep through this whole thing as World War II is brewing. Also asleep maybe in a concentration camp here and just imagining this whole scenario. So it's, oh, it was haunting. But I gotta tell you, when I saw it and that happened, shoom, lights off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Audience member goes, well, that was a bummer. <laughs> It's not funny. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude. But then the the cast comes back on stage with no music playing. Yeah. And they're taking bows with no music. Yeah. It was haunting. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: because I think that's what when I saw it, that is. That is the that. It the wasn't end. that, but it was. But that is the end of the show. Uh-huh. It's like you don't know if it's over or not, and then they come right. out and bow, and you're like, oh, fuck. oh, fuck, that was it. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out, and I, just because I went on a rant earlier, and I realized I'm like, I didn't, my didn't fully conceive my thoughts or put it out there, that part of this... Like, why we say Cliff is kind of the villain is he's not... He isn't a villain. That's not the right word for him. He is closeted. Or that's how he's he's played. Like, he has had relations with men. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is
1: closeted with men, Which this. we don't
0: actually mention. I don't think we've mentioned at we d- all. Like, we he, did it, yeah. He has had relations with men. So when Sally came in, he's like, I don't know. So he does... Love Sally, but he's not sure because he is not sure of his how he like he does he's not sure about his himself. sexuality. Well, yeah, I think he knows he likes men, but he is fighting with himself because of the world he lives in, right? And especially since they're in Berlin, and that's the same
1: thing. But then yeah. he went and talked to Schneider and was like, You should do this anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, like. That's so hypocritical.
0: Yeah, so So it is. Yeah, so he's kind of hypocritical, and that's why it's like why Cliff is frustrating, right? And so he's an asshole, but he's like not an asshole because it's it's more of just the fight that he needs to realize. Willing
1: (laughs) to give advice, not willing to to follow through and take it. Yeah.
0: So that's Cliff.
1: That's Cliff. But we love a good Liza. Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S, because Lisa with an S goes (laughs) nuts. Good. We love a good app, Liza. Can we do that one more time? Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S, because Lisa with an S goes not Z. You know who we also love? Our patrons. Our patrons. Patrons with With a P, not patrons with an S, because patrons with an S goes not I was going to say patrons
0: with an S and not patrons with a Z, (laughs) because patrons with a Z goes not
1: Z. That's true. Patrons with an S, not patrons with a Z, because patrons with a Z Z goes not (laughs) Z. There you go. There we go. Got
0: there. Got it. <laughs> We'd like to thank our patrons for sponsoring this episode, as well as all of our other episodes, so it can be free for the general public. If you would like to join our patrons, though, to get exclusive content, you can join them at patreon.com slash winesanddolls. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash wines, W-I-N-E-S and A-N-D, dolls, D-O-L-L-S. It's a wonderful time. Um, if you would like to support us in other ways, you can press subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast. And if you're on Audible or Apple Podcasts, please scroll down and press... The furthest star to the right and leave us a review. She got, like, hand movement in there I did. today. Yes, please leave us a review and a five-star review. It helps us in our algorithm. And then Chelsea will jack off at you like she I just did, not. did to I her just, computer.
1: I did not. You did too. She's
0: making that up. Her hand movements. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to reach out to us, you can at winesanddolls at gmail.com or find us on social media at winesanddolls. That is Wines without the H. There's that TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you can Mm -hmm. find all these links, everything, uh, submitting your stories, yada, 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 at winesanddolls.com. And with that... I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. And this has been... Cabaret. With... Wines and, and Dogs. Manicator. We're going to go get... Mine trendy.